The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host/slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. joining me for another show you better live it is thursday october the 26th and i'm glad you came here to get your fix with me the goddess chess you know me chess girl the empress lady cake mix okay Guys, thank y'all for joining me tonight. I was getting my groove on, listening to that nice tune that starts the show, but also just thinking about why I'm so hyped up. Is that hype ball, baby, that I attended <laughs> this Saturday that was put on by the legend, the icon himself, Marquise Clinton, baby, and the hype was right, okay, for the hype ball, because it definitely was hype. It was cute. It was the first ever ball held at Baltimore Center Stage. And your girl was up in the building. And I lived for it. I didn't go live while I was there. So um, I went live on my personal page. So if you wasn't there, look, check out that little, that little not even lower, lower. You know what I'm saying? Because I was on there big time. Not little that it was little. Because it definitely was a big thing. But make sure you go and check it out. It was hype. Do you hear me? It was hype. More so where I was writing. I, I should have supposed to have been in one of the categories. I'm telling you. I'm telling you I supposed to have been in one of the categories. But thank y'all for joining me tonight. Later on in the show on my Living It guest segment, Art Gilliam will be joining us. And we're going to talk about all, not one, two, but all three of his businesses and how you can get in contact with him, as well as him just coming through to inspire you, to let you know that you can do it too. But before we get into all of that, y'all already know the flow. Y'all know the vibes. It's a vibe all the time. I can say that, right? I can sing it, <laughs> but I don't own the rights to that. I don't care what nobody say about Krishan. That right there is my jam but the flow you know getting that graced up in this space is already here but i gotta let you know that it's definitely there giving all honor and praise to god so let's do it let's give our prayer and just give thanks before i give you those what and the what's and those what and the worlds because i got a few your news views <laughs> and i'm gonna come through with it Oh, Father God, thank you. Thank you for another opportunity, oh, Father God, just to be, oh, Father God. Thank you, oh, Father God, for lifting us up, Lord, in the most trying circumstances, oh, Father God. Oh, dear God, we are so unworthy, oh, Father God, but it is because of your being worthy, oh, Father God, that we are sustained and we are able to maintain, oh, Father God. Oh, dear God, I ask you, Lord, to send 
into everyone's life who is watching, who is listening. The spirit of progression, oh Father God. The spirit of get it done. The spirit of yes, I can, oh Father God. Yes, Lord, the ability to just push through, oh Father God. Whatever we may have in our hearts, oh Father God, in our minds, oh Father God, help us deal with it, oh Father God, as only you can. I give you praise. I ask you to bless everyone who is watching, everyone who has ever supported, oh, Father God, and just to continue to keep us. Oh, Father God, thank you. Thank you for being who you are, Lord. If I had a million tongues, I could not thank you enough. I thank you. And in your son's holy name, I pray. Amen. 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 Yes, you got to give your thanks. Gotta give you thanks. Don't I always be pushing that? <laughs> Don't I always be pushing that? Yes, I do. And the night's topic is push through. That's why I had to push that. Yes, push through, y'all. Push through. Push through like you know how and like you do. That's all I'm going to say about it. Life be lifing. We done talked about this several times on the show. And just thinking about my past guests, past topics that I've discussed, just letting you know about my past, my intentions for my future, as well as everyone who has came on to share about that. It's something about that push through. I've said again, and I said again and again and again and again. We go through, but we get through. And if you just know to push through, you know that push. You know, they say stands for pray until something happens, right? But that's true. That's true because prayer does change its thing. But you have to have your ability to push. Prayer without works is what, family? Is dead. It's dead. And you better live and live for you. I don't know what your goals are, what your ambitions are. What you want to do, you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, it is never too late for you to lift out your feet. And if it crosses your mind and it crosses your heart for years and years and years and years, do it. Do it. We doubt ourselves so much. We doubt ourselves. We think that if things don't go according to our plan or how we thought it should be, we get discouraged. We get unmotivated. Yeah, we, we go through all of that, right? And that's a human experience. That, that's something that we all go through. But you gotta push through. So that's gonna be my message tonight. And when I bring my guests through on the Living It guest segment, we're gonna talk about that after we get all of the other business out there, okay? All right now. I told y'all I'm still hype. I'm still hype. Y'all know I gotta be silly. I gotta laugh and stuff when I got other things on my mind. But it is all right tonight. And I am feeling awesome. I'm feeling amazing. Even if I'm not, those are them affirmations. And I am pushing through. I wanted y'all to see this. Look, look at my little keyboard drinking cup that I put my water in now. Given to me by my lovely big sister, Lakeisha White, 
who runs her own business, the Peach Lady Exotic Mixes. Yeah, she gave me this cup. She's up there at the Mercedes Benz dealer. So it says Mercedes on there, really small, right? So I guess this may have been um, one of the part in favors they get their clients or whatever but she gave it to me and she told me put that water in there and use it on your shoulder she gave it to me and i said it's cute oh it's like my shovel it happened something like that but i thank you so i made sure i had to give her a shout out tonight we talked about our birthday shout outs some libras and it is now scorpio season uh-oh, uh-oh, the mighty Scorpios is up in the building. Yes, they is. So Libras, they said your season was dry. <laughs> but all I'm going to tell you is in the Scorpio season, don't you dare try because they ready. The start of it, you know, they, they be happy, they be good. But during their season two, they be the calmest that they are. <laughs> All year. So if it's anything you need to get out your chest with a Scorpio, their season is the time to do it because right here they're more likely to take it in to be able to hear you <laughs> than any other months of the year. Okay. So just keep that in mind. So shout out to all the Scorpios, yes. Money, the wonderful CEO of Be Exposed Radio. Birthday is in the mighty Scorpio season. Uh oh, uh oh. So, you know, I gotta shout him out first. Um, who else? Yes, my good sis, Irene. Rainy, Rainy. Her birthday is coming up in a good Scorpio. There's a lot of good Scorpios out here. I mean, a lot of times, you know, people give Scorpios a bad rap. I mean, what zodios, zodiac sign that they don't do that? Usually, it's when a person is like, dealing with a certain sound and they have a bad experience and you know they let that one experience get the overall opinion on the rest of them because i am a leo and i don't hear anything good about leos do you hear me mm, every now and then but not much and i just be like nah that ain't me me but okay okay so the scorpios are up in the building i was trying to think about anyone that i knew uh, specifically who reigns in this Scorpio and aside from the people that I just mentioned I just can't think about anyone right now oh my grandmother's birthday was on the 23rd I did mention that and my nephew's birthday is tomorrow yes my nephew booty is tomorrow so the Scorpios they D they D ain't that something uh, since social media, oh, I've been engaged in that. I get on there and be like, goodness gracious, everybody's birthday today or everybody's birthday is in the season. And I do try to always show love and wish people a happy birthday. Birthdays are important to me. They're not important to a lot of people, but they are important to me. So if it's your birthday, hey. You better live. If you're a mighty Scorpio, oh, 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 tell them, watch out. Do you hear me? Tell them, watch out. Let's get into a little bit of uh, some things I wanted to bring in, bring up tonight. And my what in the what? And my what in the worlds before my guests come through. I'll talk about them also a little bit later after my guest leaves. Um, I'm not exactly sure what time he will be departing from the show, but we'll find it out when he does come through. Okay. I wanted to 
first things I wanted to talk about is um, simply because I talked about it right last year. Was it this year? I don't know. I've been <laughs> doing this for over a year now. Can you believe that? But I know that I talked about it. If you remember, uh, it was one of my shows that I talked about a young lady whose name was Ashia Eggleston. Miss Ashia Eggleston was 22 years old and eight months pregnant back in May 2017. Yes. I, just last year, the father of the child that she was carrying was actually arrested and charged with her murder as well as the murder of their unborn son. I'm sorry I don't have the name of the unborn son, but he was already named and the family was aware because what happened was Miss Eccleson did not show up for her baby shower. So she was eight months pregnant. She was just weeks away from delivering her baby and she did not show up. Immediately when she did not show up, they called the police and reported her missing. It had been se several speculations throughout the year that they knew who was responsible for her missing. But now, six and a half years later, six and a half years later, her family finally is receiving some or can move on in some form of peace, but feel as though they did get justice because the father of that unborn child, Mr. Michael Robertson, has been sentenced to two life consecutive terms, two consecutive life terms. So they had to, to run like concurrent with the possibility of parole. So he was convicted, found guilty of the murder of Miss Elkelson and her unborn child. I mean... Mm, six and a half years later, I know it comes, you know, so far down the line. But at the same time, you got to say, you know, praise God, at least for the family, because I know it's something hard to deal with. What is something that definitely saddens me is that even though he is convicted, they never actually found Miss Ashia Eccleson's body. Akia, I'm sorry. It's Akia, A-K-I-A, Eccleston, E-G-G-E-L-S-T-O-N. They never find her, found her body. It was alleged that after murdering her, he actually threw her out like trash. So they are thinking that her body wound up in a landmine, you know, the trash landmine somewhere, and she was never ever located and that just stands me because she did leave a daughter here i heard several statements made by the family indicating that that is well said in them that they did not have a final resting place for her where her child or you know just anything of remembrance could go and could you know speak to her or have some type of memoir um me personally i always said i don't want to go on over no, no graveyard because I don't want my children and nobody coming up here standing over this tombstone being sad and everything else like that when my when my spirit is on the next pillow, okay? While well, I'm resting in power. Uh, but to each his own and I certainly do understand it. I even also seen a comment by one of the family members which was so heartbreaking of the child, I guess, um, her daughter that she leaves behind of actually like looking for her mom on her tablet or trying to, you know, that's just really sad to imagine what this family had to go through 
six years wondering because I'm initially it like how they thought as they reported her missing. I'm thinking that they had the hopes that she would be found. Um, but of course, six and a half years later, yeah, he was convicted for her murder. So that's what it is. Miss Eccleson and your unborn child, may they continue to rest in power. I heard the stepfather, I was reading the stepfather of her as well. Um, I had the article up, y'all, but I got the book in front of the computer, then the computer acting like it's going out. Mm -hmm, that's what it did. That's what it did. Uh, where I could give you some names, actually. Uh, but the father just was saying, you know, that she didn't have to die. Now, Mr. Robertson's attorney, Mr. Jason Rodriguez, did make a statement. I think they are attending to appeal his conviction um, very soon. And he made a statement saying that after, you know, going through the trial and learning Mr. Robinson, what he can say is Mr. Robinson is no monster. And Mr. Rodriguez, I disagree. Because that is definitely a montrocious, Moni, is that a word? <laughs> montrocious thing to do is to kill eight months. I mean, you know it, you that's why you, her. you know, uh, damn well, that's no word. That's why you had to ask. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's my word, and you better live for it. It was a montrocious. No, it definitely was an act of someone that will be showing or displaying monster characteristics because that's a monster. I mean, regardless of what you were going on, had going on with this young monstrous lady. Monstrous is a word, huh? monstrous. I think it's monstrous. Monstrous. Okay, well, I was close. I knew I heard it before. <laughs> I just didn't pronounce it correctly. But it definitely was a monster act to kill this young lady just 22 knowing she already had a child, knowing she was pregnant with your child and she was eight months. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then was acting like you ain't know nothing. When a part like y'all was the gava and she ain't show up to the baby show and then neither did you. And then you took and moved out of town. Then it took them six and a half years for real, did the detain you, bring you back. Like, you just had no concern. You just up and left and went back with your first baby mother or some other type of stuff. I don't know. But it definitely is sad. But today, uh, was it today? Yeah. Was it today? No, it was yesterday. It's when he received his conviction on 10-25. Y'all see me trying to look. <laughs> Trying to look over for my notes, but yes, it was just yesterday on Wednesday, 10 25, when this conviction was put in place. So he's going to jail. He's going to jail. Something else that I see interesting, I guess, before the sentence was actually given out by the judge, is that the judge did ask the prosecutor, prosecutor if he felt like Mr. Robinson was irredeemable. And the prosecutor said, I'm not necessarily saying that he's not irredeemable, but the focus here should be about punishment and deterrence, not rehabilitation. Because he had them six and a half years. 
the re rehabilitated so or feel some type of remorse. No, he didn't. They still continued the investigation. And of course, it was with the family's push through. Okay. It was from the family pushing and staying on top of it and making sure that they were investigation and that this was not going to go and be pushed under the rug and nothing be said or done about it. Because quite frankly, I I don't remember if I remember it when it occurred or it being on the news. I think I do. But since then, you hadn't heard anything about it until they locked them up sometime last year. I believe it was in December. And then you start hearing little things about it, but not very much on a whole bunch of uh, news media or social media. I actually did see this information this morning on the news indicating what his sentence was and all of that. But we're going to see. So you know what I always say, keep your eyes, your ears, and your hearts open because Mr. Robinson is now intending to appeal this conviction of two consecutive life terms with the possibility of parole. Yes, 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 yes. So that was the first what and a what, not really a what and a what. And I really was kind of glad to see it. I remember talking about it before. So uh, if you watch my show before, you come through to hit me with my discussions. I always I try to make it a point of things that I've talked about or discussed before on the show. When there are updates, I try to bring it to you. And if you have an opinion, Okay, you want to make a comment, you know, you can always hit me up on the chat while I'm up on here, just like that. Feel free to, and as well, come through on the phone lines. Did we got the phone lines today, Marty? Because I know it was going to be some updates on that. Not that y'all going to call anyway, because guess what? I be having to push through because y'all going to be calling. We have the text. We don't have um, the phones right at the moment. Okay. Well, just text the chat or whatever. Just like I said, even if you want to make a comment or you're not commenting on what I am discussing, just let me know you're here. Show some love to your girl, Chats Real, so I can show you some love back. That is the, that's the text number. Yeah, it's the text and call number. So, call yeah, them. so that's the text number. 443 is the same thing as the phone line, guys. 443-642-9403. So, come on, chat away up in this inbox or chat away through the texting at, on that phone. You know, you can always reach me at beexposedradio.com. Go straight through the um, website. But if there is some info that you need or something that you want to ask about, be sure to email us at info at beexposedradio.com. Also, if you want to be a guest, come on down, be my guest, be my guest. Email is guest at beexposedradio.com. So you make sure you come through me and let the people know how you are living it, okay? One of the next things, <laughs> go ahead. Did you see? Uh, <laughs> did you see um, Lil Wayne's um, wax figure? Yeah. Yes, I t I told you it looked like a little person, <laughs> and then that ain't no big at the little people. Wait, wait, or the midgets. 
Yes, the Wayne The Rock Johnson wasn't pleased with his. I either. know his his looked like a white person, and that was yeah. He cool. said he's not pleased with that. But Little Wayne's Little Wayne head not that big. <laughs> My head big, Jesus. Look at that. <laughs> Look how they little his legs. Look how little his legs is. So get into the legs. <laughs> <laughs> they flavor little Wayne, y'all. Now, Lil Wayne, when he first Lil came Lil out, Lil maybe, because, Is he wearing a <laughs> maybe because I was younger, like, Lil Wayne was just cute to me. I love chocolate. Anybody that knows Chad, knows Chad love a chocolate man. So when I was little, Cash Money Records, Lil Wayne was my boyfriend. Couldn't nobody tell me nothing. Now, as the years went past, I mean, uh, I don't really think he's into black girls that much anyway no more since he, you know, had his baby and stuff because the last couple of his partners and stuff like that haven't been. Um, But yeah, he ate my cup of tea. But at the same time, Lil Wayne don't look like that. The face, the face shade look like that. He's not even that full and stuff like that though in his face. I mean, it looked like him far as, you know, the facial features. Nah, I think they need to go back to the drawing board on that one. The tattoos and everything look good, but... Right. Even the face. See, it's the because they made the head too big. Look at his forehead. I mean, you could pick him out of the lineup and say, yeah, that's Lil Wayne, but it's it's not giving... Complexion <laughs> is not giving me him either. <laughs> With them little legs. What they got on him? A choker? <laughs> them little legs is what's killing me. <laughs> right, and why is the shirt like this? Well, they took it from one of his performances where he did rip his shirt off like that. But Oh, okay. It's like, no, but the little legs is not giving me help. <laughs> I told you, Marnie, when we was discussing the other day, and you, I, was, I had seen it coming for us, and I was like, okay, Dwayne Rock Johnson, he not pleased with his figure, and then and I, I had seen Wayne asking for this to be redone, though, right? Yeah, yes. And I can tell why, I can tell how they got this wrong because I bet you more than anything that his pants wasn't right there in the image. Like his pants was probably sagged down below his butt and that's where they had it. That's how they got the pants designed that way. But they pulled them up on him for some reason, which Ooh. made his legs look small like that. Baby, he look like a midget. If he don't wear his pants like that. He don't wear his pants at his waist, I don't believe. I'm thinking about every time I've seen Lil Wayne, he usually have him sag, his pants sagging below his butt. Yeah, he, he, he his, usually he, do, his, his but he does wear his pants up sometimes. Completely. He does wear his pants up sometimes. But then so at the same time, you know, if it supposed to be like a replica or whatever, they should have checked with his height. That looked like they made that man. Right. Four, them legs is only two five. feet tall. Them, them legs is only giving me two feet. Yes. <laughs> That's what I say. In the whole body, it's probably four seven, four six. That would make him um justifiably a, a little person. And he not. And he's not. He's a little, is a little man, and he is short. He's a small but man, but I do believe he's over five feet. Yes, you know I'm a short woman. I know he at least five too. I know he at least my height. Like they really play with him. That's not five feet. I'm gonna ready to Google it. And then there's a mess because his torso and his arms and all that long, just like how midgets be. They say he's five five, so that's not five five right there. 
that is not that's more like three five. <laughs> that's more like the swimming pool three feet. He just they they play with little Mac Wayne, and I do not live for that. <laughs> <He don't even. laughs> is he longer than his legs on those sand? His dreads is longer than his legs. <laughs> is that right? All of that is longer than the legs. Mm -mm. His arms longer than the legs. Look at the arms they got out. Yes, yes. That's ripping the shirt. Maybe his so maybe they should switch it. Or maybe the rest of his legs are swallowed up them Uggs. But I would love to ask, but I would love to ask Lil Wayne, what is it particularly that he does not like? Now we speaking on what we don't like. And I'm sure people will agree, and that might be he may not see, like the very thing. Perfection. We know we know what they do at, in, in perfection. Like Beyonce looked like Beyonce, Angela Bassett looked like Angela Bassett, Megan The Stallion looked like Megan The Stallion. So I don't know what happened here, and with Dwayne Johnson, I don't know what happened with both of them that they got these two wrong. Like this, that's just not okay. Like the chest that looked like Lil Wayne's chest. The a little face, smaller. The face is like kind of, I don't know. It's just not right. It's too big. Or something. It's just it's not right. Too, look how wide that forehead is. And I got a big head. I got a big forehead. Look how wide they got Lil Wayne's forehead. He <laughs> look like Chucky. <laughs> not Chucky. A black Chucky doll. Then they got the blue and red pants. Color on like the child's play. That's what it look like. It was like a Chucky doll, hmm. like a little person. Let me stop saying midget. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I corrected myself too, little, uh, like a little person. Like a little person. That's exactly what he gave a little person. Like he is on a spectrum. That puts you on the spectrum. <laughs> is it? Lil Wayne don't need that check. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll need that SSDI check for being a little person. I can't. I can't. So y'all really play well. I'm going to say mm. it again. They play with Lil Wayne. That is the mind. I'm glad you asked that question because we did. I, did, I, just it. I, I don't know how I got to it, but it, oh, it came up on my Facebook page. I'm Guess like, what? That uh, is a what in the world. What in the world? I get, look, somebody on the um, in the comments on the photo said it's looking like a combination of Lil Wayne and um six nine. <laughs> and that's exactly Indeed. what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying now. A combination of Lil Wayne and six nine. <laughs> oh my goodness. And you know Lil Wayne don't want to be in no mixture with no, him. <laughs> you know he don't want to be in no mixture with him. Mm-mm. Holds up now. Holds on. Wait a minute. See, I can't even look at this text. I hope and I'm hoping that um is not my guest trying to text me. Um, but Mr. Gilliam, if that is you and you are having any issues, just respond to that email so uh, the producer can try to see what's going on because I can't tape it because y'all know me. I am knowledgeable. That's where the email, it, um, if he's looking for how to get on, it was sent to his email. Yeah. I, yeah, I did recommend for it to be sent where you've requested because I did ask. I do 
asked where you wanted to be sent to. Um, but I only was saying because I, y'all know I put my device now on Do Not Disturb because I am using a phone uh, for my camera. And when I was on the show and it would ring, y'all couldn't hear me. It was still muted. So now I use my phone. I put it on Do Not Disturb. So a lot of times people be calling me when I'm on the show when they should be watching or texting me. So I didn't want any distractions. Oh, because about it. it is almost Halloween. I forgot about my Bennett's curse. I got to go to the haunted house this week. Mm. Fitness curse ain't do nothing for me but curse my shoes when I did go a many a years ago. It wasn't yeah. as scary as I thought it was gonna be. The one thing Which that did you go to the one outside? Was it the outside one or or East Point Mall? No, it was outside. Okay. Yeah, that's why I said they ain't do nothing but curse my shoes. <laughs> Cause it was muddy, you know it was raining. You know how oh, this you went to the one did. when it was Olympicum? Yeah. Without, Not uh, too far hey. from Rundle Mills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the that's the one I went to. But it was a, it was quite a but few years ago. A, that was the one that was the best to me. It was quite a it few years a, ago. One thing that I did like is when I walked right. One thing that I did like is when I walked through the room and I had like the spinning thing. I remember getting mm-hmm. a little dizzy, but mm-hmm. I was up in there laughing too, you know. And then at the end, the people came up with the chainsaw. And everything. Yay. I guess that I was thinking it was going to be so so scary, and it was scary, but it wasn't to the fact like they chased one of my friends all the way to her car with that chainsaw. She fell. She kept rolling that on the ground. It was hilarious. Yeah. She had a good time that year. I was with people. It's only good though when it's not crowded, because when it's crowded, you can't get the same scare effect. See, when we went, it was just right. me and her. We went through, and we went through alone. So it wasn't a whole bunch of people behind us and stuff like that trying to get through at the same time. So it was more of a scare effect. So we ain't nowhere to go. We was bumping the wall. Yes. The oh, yeah. I remember they had the little rooms like the insane asylum, mm-hmm. um, all of that stuff. So it was good. Don't get me wrong. But that might have been just it, money because when I went, it was crowded. I remember people were paying extra fees to go to the front of the line. And let me just say, I'm glad because we were going to pay it because we were out there. We were going to pay that fee and when i got in there i was like i'm glad i ain't paid that extra 30 dollars <laughs> to come through here but it was cute and oh my goodness money oh, I like cruises. that's my thing i'm not I, see my thing is i like to go to the haunted houses but right i like to be scared but it'd be funny like it's the thought of yeah. knowing that it's not real. I, went Look, I went last year um, to the one at East Point Mall because that's where they moved that nail. So it's not outside anymore. They moved it to um, East Point Mall. Yeah. Um, and it was still good. It was still good. And they do still chase you through the parking lot with the chainsaw too. So that was the good part about it. Um, uh, they still do the chase part. Uh, <laughs> but I went last year and they give you this light though because it's completely dark and it was perfect for the environment, right? So they give you this light. So I'm going through, and I went through with a group at first, but I lost them because I dropped my light. <laughs> so I had to look on the floor for my light. And by the time I looked up, they was gone. And I was like, that's the best part because now I'm by myself getting scared. Yeah. <laughs> I got lost. See, I like it. I like I it. Lost. I am, I a, I am yeah. a skinny cat, just like when I was a kid. And remember, you used to have to take the two can goods. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I never found my light. So I was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And see, I will be cracking up. Like I like to be scared, but it's funny. <laughs> I had like I'll be laughing, like I myself. I and I like to scream. I didn't want no guests to ruin it for me. 
Oh my goodness. And I probably couldn't go with you because I know you don't like to be touched. And I'm yeah, one of the old people. No, especially not in a scared situation because you're bound to get left. I'm going to knock you on the ground and I'm leaving. <laughs> and see, that's what I do. I do that when I get in there to edge and say, like, ah, help me. <laughs> the best one I've ever been to, as far as haunted houses are concerned, I was in New Mexico. And we went to. Um, oh, Ripley's I would probably would have played with it in Mexico. It was Ripley's Believe It or Not Haunted House. And this wasn't even um, Halloween. Oh, my goodness. And this, this, this Ripley Believe It or Not Haunted House is open all year round. And we went there. And this wasn't, yeah, because this wasn't even a Halloween. This was just us going to a haunted house trying to do something while we was at our conference. Uh huh. And, it was and the I think that's best. the reason why they ran Brenda's Curse out East Point, because, you know, they was running that throughout the year, too. Yeah. Like in April. They, they, so they it's do, not they do, um they do holiday um openings too for their home. Right, houses. right. Um which is smart. Yeah, which is smart, right. Because right. I'm always I'm always game for a haunted house. Shoot. I just ain't gonna travel for one. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the screams of them. But PA you was always in Mexico in a haunted house. But see, I got that was paid for by my job. So I was there on business. And we oh, were like, trying to find something to do. And we came across Bennett's, you know, you know, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not Haunted House. And we was like, let's go in there. Let's try it. Child, we was running into walls, falling down, trying to run from the people, the scary people. It was the best experience I've ever had. Ripley's Believe It or Not does it right. As far as haunted, haunted houses. I concerned. bet. Because you start off. I you, bet. Because just even the life. things that have come through there, as far as, you know, the Guinness mm -hmm. records and stuff. And then, you know, I know the makeup. I know the effects with everything. Yeah. They was, they was, I mean, the man came in, right? So when you first jump into the little room, the um, you first go into the room, it's like a little manor, but like all wood paneling and then like a library books, everywhere, you know, library um, bookshelves all over the place. And this right. big giant table in the middle. And then what ends up happening is the lights start flickering and then they cut off. And I mean, within two seconds, the lights cut back on and the guy, the tour guide, basically, he wasn't a tour guide, but he was like the announcer to tell you what was going to happen on the trip. And he's he was a monster or something. He's standing in front of you. The lights flicker, cut off for like two seconds, and cut back on, and he's standing right in front of you. And we all jump. <laughs> like, where the hell he come mm. from? And how he get out here so fast? And we was trying to figure out, like, was it a trap door in the floor? Like, something like that. Because it was just too fast for him to be in front of us like that and not breathing hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know they have. Like, they have panels and the doors and stuff. So like, they I don't know where he could have came yeah, from. Yeah, they, they certainly the did. On the floor by the table, and when the lights flicked off for two seconds, he was standing right in front of us. I said, yeah, y'all do. Y'all got this. Y'all did this good. This is good. This is going to be fun. Yeah. You know, they definitely had doors and different access points for them mm -hmm. to come in and out, because they were doing that, too, at Venice Curse. Now, and I wanted to try out the one that was out somewhere, like, in the, like, Made like the maze or the cornfield, so you like outside. That's still okay. Screen. Yeah, where you can take the um corn ride, the um through the cornfields. Yeah, stuff. I wanted to try that out. I did that before too. It wasn't mm. all that. I was I wasn't impressed because I knew what to expect. I think, but okay. it was good. It was still good. It's just not worth the ride. I'm not riding all the way. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> for that again. Right. It was just too far. Yeah, it wasn't worth the ride for 15 minutes of scaring. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? That, I that get it. Wasn't worth it. 
You know, look, you know, don't nobody get it. You know, I get it. And they used I to do one up here on Baltimore and Annapolis Road that was good in the um in the field where the school is right there at um, Virginia Avenue in Baltimore and Annapolis I, Road. I wonder if they're gonna run that one that was down Old Town Mall last year that I did not get to go to. I cannot remember the exact name of it, but they basically I uh, one of the old buildings down in Hotel Mall. They had that was oh Bennett's curse. God. That was Bennett's curse. That was Bennett's curse before they moved out East Point Mall. That was a oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That well, was people were talking about that and were saying, "Wow, we the way they yeah, had it up in that warehouse." Bennett's curse moved to East Point Mall. They left the, the outside field in Linthicum and moved to Old Town Mall before Old Town Mall was supposed to be demolished. All okay. of that was supposed to be demolished. That's why they got the permit to do it there. I don't know why they didn't stay there because that would have been perfect, you know, perfect. Because they still, every time you turn around, they're still talking about they want to demolish that mall and then no. They need it. to do something with it. <laughs> they need and to do something with it. I mean, it's sad. It's sad to see a lot of spots like that and a lot of business locations and stuff like that that just, you know, have deteriorated. It's really no business there. I was saying that the other day, like. You know, you go in certain areas now and, you know, we used to see businesses flourishing and people shopping. There's nothing there. And also like on prominent um, like streets like or strip malls, you know, where they may have had different tennis shoe stores or different. You go. Everything is gone. We were talking about that. The different malls. You go out right to town, out to the plaza, dry. You go out East Point, dry. I mean, they got stores, but it's. It's nothing there. What's another? Security mall. Drive. <laughs> and yeah. I used to love to go out security for Burlington and for uh, the children's place. And I think they closed yeah. both of them. I think Burlington might still be open. Your guest is here too, by the way. But they moved it on the other side. Well, my guest is here. We were talking a little bit of the what and the what's and the what in the world. Even through in that thing, <laughs> that buying, because that surely was a little way, um, that Marnie had brung up for me. But once I finish talking to my guests, I got some other ones, y'all. We're going to be talking about Trump getting fined because he ain't following that gag order. So he was gagged today, as well as the 16-year-old who was arrested, who they said, the police use as that's a fourth and just time before that it was somebody else in the same area so i have some other what and what since the what in the world to bring up but without further ado because you know i feel so grateful when people come through let me introduce my guest tonight on the guest segment of living it mr art gilliam what's up art you ready Yep, I'm ready. How you doing? What's going on, with Chad? Hey, what's going on? Always good. good to see you, good brother. Always good to talk to you. Thank you again. I can thank you on air. I can't thank you enough for coming through to show me love, and not only myself, but just to you know share your light and your love right here on this platform. Um, tonight my topic is push through, and you are. An awesome guest to have on here for that topic. You know, generally when I start the show, I give my prayer. I always tell people nothing happens miraculously. I've known this brother right here since I was a child doing childish things. Now he is the man pushing through, not just with one, but two, but three businesses that he kind of oversees. And I know you had partnerships um, as well mm. in those. We can discuss that. Um, 
But the first one I want to talk about um, in your business um, that I know about is your Defense 360. I think I said it backwards on my run. I keep calling it 360 Defense, but it is Defense 360. Um, yeah, right mm -hmm. now, in our state, all over the world, you know, there's so many restrictions, there's so many uncertainties about gun laws and everything. Um, so if you can just mm -hmm. share a little bit of information on that or why you thought to even get something like that started, Eric. All right. So the, as a, the way it started was, so I own GNW Trucking. So, you, you well, you know, um, when when I was like 19, I had um, you know, I had I got in some trouble, I got arrested with firearms. Okay. And um mm -hmm. so and and not necessarily because just just to grow just to try to grow to be 18, just to try to become an adult, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not like um not because I was a bad person, just because I was trying to survive. That's why I mm -hmm. had firearms. Just trying to survive. You know, my first friend got um, got killed at 13. Um, mm -hmm. So what happened when I had GNW trucking? Of, of course, when I got when I got arrested uh, in 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 2000, I pretty much lost the legal right to be able to protect myself. Um, so in 2000, this is two, in 2012, I went through the expungement process, and I kept. What happened was I kept. Procrastinate. I kept saying, you know what? I'm gonna get my license. I'm gonna get my license to carry. I'm gonna get my license to get a firearm. And they passed a law where you had to take a 16-hour course. Okay. Right. And I kind of beat myself up for procrastinating. Mm -hmm. Um. So now I got. A, I, at that time, it was like four hundred dollars. I had to pay four hundred dollars to attend a 16-hour course. So, but that kind of put the fire behind me and made me, you know, say, you know, go ahead and just follow through with it. So I took the course. I went through the process. I, it was a long shot because I, I'm not sure how many people you know now that legally, I know you know people with exactly. illegal <laughs> We've been knowing that all our life, right? But at that time, exactly. I didn't know any legal person with a firearm. I, mm. I, if they wasn't law enforcement or they wasn't military, I didn't really, I might, or oh, I might encounter one person with a legal firearm, but they couldn't carry it. So mm -hmm. I went through the process and I just committed to it and I got through the process. Um, and I, at that time you had to own a business. Um, the three ways at that time was the, the, your job required you to, you had to own a business or you was a victim of abuse. So the, okay. what qualified me was I owned GNW trucking. Um, okay. Now, when and I that did was that, your first business, and that was your that first was business because the D. Right, I know I told you to speak on the Defense 360 yeah. first, but the GW Trucking was the first business that you came and was inspired to do after having that legal troubles back when you were nineteen. Correct. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. So GW Trucking, which I started in um, two thousand seven, mm -hmm. that gave me the right. Um, to be able to legally carry a firearm, but it was uh, at the it was only when I was I could only have it while I was doing business. But so when I went through that process, it was like nobody believed it, especially people that know where we came from and that knew the story mm -hmm. and that came that showed up at my court date. You know, you know that 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 knew like hold on, if you can legally own a firearm, like 
Like, that's crazy. So what happened is uh, my phone began ringing off the hook. And a lot of people was coming to me to see how is this possible? How did you do it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wasn't counting. I was just doing it. And and then at that time, I learned that um, I learned that it was like at that time, like just like eleven years ago, like point one percent of blacks own legal firearms, and it was mm-hmm. like that's was very like, wow, long. right? And then, and then mm-hmm. I looked at it, it was like. Um, I think like um, white America probably own like ninety four percent of all of the firearms, and mm. I was like, wow, that, that was like that seems strange. But you know, and 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 so I became like an advocate. I was real vocal about how I did this, and what happened was, um, it maybe like eighty, like over over like a nine year period, like. I helped like 80 to 100 people become legal firearm. The wow, only so you was like firearm. officially running a business before exactly. you even came up with the whole concept of Defense 360. That's awesome. I didn't understand what was happening until one person that I that I helped, he came back and um, he said, well, you know I own, um, you know, he said, you know I went through the process, got my record expunged because he owned a, um, a, a H, he owned a H, um, a, a, a water restoration company, right? Okay. And and um, he did. I had purchased the house, and he removed my mold. And 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 I was asking him, was he did he have his legal right? And he said no. Um, but somehow I got him on board. And within a, within um a couple of months, he came back to me like eight months later, and said, "Man, I own like twenty five thousand dollars worth of firearms." I said, "Wow." He said, "Well, you was the one that." kind of gave me the blueprint and was telling me about how to be able to legally protect myself and legally protect my family. Um, Cause I gave him an example of as another buddy of mine that he owned three tractor trailers. He owned like four dump trucks and five rental, rental properties. Right. And right. he got locked up because he have a record, but he got locked up for just being pulled over with an illegal gun in the car, not for committing, you know, not for trying right. to be no bad person. He got, you know, it just, so he lost. He just had, he had a baby on the way, and he had five. He done five years for that, and right? kind of lost everything. His business. No, his, he still had the business. What he lost, they did lose the trucks, but the, the real estate things is you know his wife's kind of okay. handled it. But this friend, I was expressing like you got too much going on to get pulled over and get searched, and you got an illegal gun when you don't have to. So what I learned was a lot of a lot of people just didn't know how to do it they didn't know how and so he challenged me and said well since you taught me how to how to legally go through this process he asked me he said why are you not a f- instructor and i didn't have no reason i didn't have an answer for why not i didn't i could i wasn't going to come make i wasn't going to make nothing up because it didn't make no sense because right. i spent a lot of hours behind i spent a lot of hours helping people get through this process and i'm just was like the person that was sending them, telling them the next step to do, what giving them a step-by-step process. And um, man, he did something even better for me. He found a class to become an instructor and we 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 got in the class together and went through the process together. So that's how that's how Defense 360 came up because I said, wow, a hundred people 
give me credit for saying, well, Eric was the one that showed me how to do it. You know, he was the one that gave me the process and stepped me through it. So that, mm -hmm. it kind of like chose me, you know, I didn't really know what I, that so I was wasn't trying proven. to do it. It, it, was, it was proven for real before even legitimately making it yeah. the business of Defense 360 yeah. that you knew the process. You you kind yeah, of so like the last time I've been purpose. It was more purpose driven. It yes. wasn't profit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's how that's how that's how it started. You know that's how that process right. started. Right. You did all of that, mastered the process, and now you had three defense three sixty where you're showing other ones how to get the appropriate certifications to be legal. So when you are, you know, when you have a legitimate. I guess reason for wanting to protect yourself that you can do it legitimate. And that's important. And that's important that's because important. a lot of times, you know, our people will, will get businesses, um, even aside from, you know, legally having a firearm, but just the whole operation of things, you know, we'll get things, we'll get businesses, we'll start them. And the truth of the matter is everything is not running legitly as it should Absolutely. be. Um, so that's a big part of it. I'm definitely proud of you for using, yeah. you know what I'm saying, using basically what has happened to you. You got through it and you you gave back. You gave and, and it back. allowed me it allowed me to turn what my it, it allowed me to the, the story about what I thought was a bad thing about me allowed me to turn it yeah. into a positive. And don't know? it always be like that though, Eric? Don't it always mm -hmm. be like that? You know, a lot of times when we are going through something. You know, sometimes it's a blessing to to get your why. You know, right now at this point, mm -hmm. you understand the why now. But I'm sure when you were going through all of that, being 19 mm -hmm. years old, yeah, with yeah. all those legal troubles, you know, like Absolutely. you said, never was a bad person. I always Absolutely. tell people that, like, we wasn't bad children. We just was living, trying to live. We was trying to make it. And a lot of stuff was just, we already had this stereotype over us of, you know, just being young, being black. And just being mm -hmm. ambitious, really. Like we always yeah, had right that up. leader. You always had that leader uh, ability in you. You always had that go to and go get it. So you not being a bad person, having to deal with these legal woes, and you like, dang, I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying and, to make and, it. And, and I found out, like, I just I found I like I really take a lot of pride in and and like educating. You'd be surprised how much we don't know. Like you said, we we was just. Either we was uninformed or misinformed, you know, mm -hmm. but us with the right information, we can do some amazing things. Right. So, right. Um, man, there's so many people out here that just don't they don't. Now, as of last uh, last July, they suspended the restrictions where you don't have to own a business to, own, to, to, to carry a legal uh, firearm. So mm -hmm. now just for personal protection. Right. So look at what that did. Look what that did. At that moment, my classes started filling up with people that was in the fire department for 20 years with mm. illegal guns. You know, not because they're criminals. It was because, you know, they come say they come. One one guy, he was coming to his house. He left an event coming home and got robbed in front of his house and never felt safe going into that house no more. But because he's not a business owner. He couldn't get a legal. Uh, he couldn't get a legal. Uh, car, he couldn't carry legally. So he, mm -hmm. but it was easy and, and accessible for him to grab an illegal gun because, at you know, look, at this, he felt like you know I, I can't go back to this house to get my stuff. I don't feel comfortable, you know. But mm -hmm. as soon as they passed this law, people like him 
and other people come in, came into the class and became and, and became educated. You know, they, they gained a lot of knowledge and got the credentials to be able to legally protect themselves and protect their families. And, yeah. and like I said, a lot of people, you'd be surprised how many illegal firearms are here out there. Um, people taking major risks of separating themselves from their family and their businesses and their careers just because they like, man, I know I don't have, I, legally I can't do this, but morally I know I got to protect myself. I know the community, I, I, you know, some of these zip codes, you know, they, you know, by and, and coming up in Baltimore, you know, certain zip codes got the highest murder rates. And if you, if you, um, if you live in them, you know, you just need to be able to, um, just to be able to protect yourself if it ever came down to it. If you ever had to choose between Absolutely. your life and somebody else's life, you know, you need to be able to protect yourself. And Absolutely. We, in the class, we go through conflict avoidance, show people stuff to look for, how to avoid conflict and situational awareness. So right. um, it, it kind of show you how to be aware of situations so you can prevent it before it happens also. Right. And that's what I was going to get into, because I, I know a lot of times when people think about um, getting your, your license to carry or like now that it's the concurry and not having the people uh not being able to not having to have a business now to have it. I know a lot of times when people think about those type of classes, they just think about going to get the certification. But I seen in your in your curriculum is a lot that you provide for that knowledge, which is powerful, by the way, because, you know, a lot of times in our community, we get information and for some reason don't want to share it. You know, so I think that's remarkable you are. And I think that is one of the main re reasons why these businesses continue to flourish for, for you, because you're good people. You're a good spur. You always showing light and love. But not only are you OK, come here and get your license. But I'm going to show you because you you know, you know, situations that come up. It's not just about having your license. It also has to be about when you are faced with situations, if you can just uh, de-escalate, avoid them. Um, I also seen something else. So you got that, letting them know like they're in a situation, how to avoid it. What, what all does it include in your class? So yeah, so we we show people, um, we go through Maryland law, just um, like I said, education is big and a lot of us don't know our laws and don't know our rights. And so we just go through all of the rules um, and all of the laws in Maryland so that um, just so that whatever you do, when you take when you um, moving around with a legal, a legal, um, a legal firearm, you kind of you want to make sure you know the law, and 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 also depending on what states you go you go to, every state had their different laws. Um, and then they just passed the SB one bill, um, October the first. So it's a lot of new laws. So you don't want to be do the right thing the wrong way. You know the right thing. You know you want to be able to protect yourself. But if you don't know the rules that govern it, you know you just by walking down the street or going into a location can put you on the wrong side of the law, right? Um, also, we also do, um, it's called, uh, the, the safeties. So we okay. go through all of the safety because you'd be surprised how many shootings are by accident, just by not people not knowing the safety rules. Um, the four safety rules that we, that we push and we, um, we stand by in the class is treat every firearm, like a, treat every firearm as if it's loaded. Um, never put your hand on the trigger unless, um, you want you unless you're intended to shoot 
And then also never point your firearm at anything that you're not willing to destroy. And the fourth thing is always know your target, your attendant target and what's behind it. So if you utilize these rules, that right there cut cut back on, um, I think like 15 to 20% of shootings because uh, you'd be surprised how many shootings are by accident. You know, uh, we go so we we go over the safety. We go over Maryland law, situational awareness, um, conflict avoidance, and pretty much like the fundamentals of firearms. How to how to keep it properly clean. How um, and also how to fit a firearm to you because um, a lot of people have firearms based off a of recommendation. You know, somebody mm -hmm. recommended a firearm to them, but it, I look at it just like a, a car. You know, everybody choose cars for different reasons. Um, okay. Some people look for comfort. Some people look for speed. Right. What I was going to say, everybody want the big, everybody want the big gun because, or because it look pretty or, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, that, I just that, don't, got my that, don't that don't necessarily mean that it's going to function, it, it, that it, it performed good with you in your hand. It don't, it might not feel right. It might be too heavy for you. So we pretty much go through what, show people what to look for when you purchasing. Uh, a, a firearm that fits you. Um, that, that's pretty much um, the gist of what the class is. And and we do it. The thing is, we do it. We meet people where they are. People, what I'm hearing is people, when they go to classes, they feeling like they're being investigated. They feel like they can't be their self. The, mm -hmm. the, our class is so down to earth and we meet people right where they are. And it's almost yeah. like being trained. I seen by. some of your I seen some of your students' testimonials and just speaking mm -hmm. on that on how relaxed it was and how welcoming it was um in your mm -hmm. class and how informative it was as you're sharing all of the different aspects that you that you shared throughout the class and basically you know what the objective of the class is not to just only get your license to carry and you know and do it legally but to know the laws to know how to prevent Thank situations you. and everything else like that and might i add i've seen the testimonials i've seen some pictures and it looks fun it looks fun right mm -hmm. you necessarily wouldn't think um that type of environment far as a gun license you know class will be fun but it looks very fun like people are enjoying themselves um that they are learning and that they're having fun with learning um, should I say so this right here the defense 360 guys I did a real earlier um, I know his IG is defense 360 Merlin right MD, MD um, for yeah. Merlin on the IG that's how people can get um, in contact with him far as that and about his classes um, I, I think you sent me the email as well but before you get off we're gonna make sure they have all of your contact information for whatever business it is because I want to talk about the other ones before you got because I told you it wasn't one two or three so the defense right. 360 came about when Eric just now shared about him having legal trouble and him wanting to legally carry but was unable to do it because of his legal stuff he started he found out how to get his record of sponge he and he went on to bless others sharing information we all know knowledge is power so bam that's defense 360 but then he had this gw trucking over here and I know I've talked to Eric a couple of times. Might have just been talking off the side of my mouth like, I need to get me a duck truck. But I was dead serious. And um, I know one thing about Eric, like I can always say, 
like I said, showing your light, showing your love, always bring you and never hesitate to send or give somebody information. Because I, I, when I first said it to you, it was jokingly like, I, I need to get me a duck up, right? Like, shoot, I need to get one so I can share and make some money. And he straight got the quote in me, like, Chaz, all you need, <laughs> all you need is this. And I bring that up again to say that that's very rare, right? A brother like you that is so willing to reach back out to show people the way. And that's why you continue to be blessed, Art, because it's a mm -hmm. lot of people that are hesitant or reluctant to do that. They feel like, you know, all of us can get it. There's money out here for everybody and you have to apply yourself. But a lot of times people will get information. People will know how to do things. You'll ask questions and you'll never hear back from them. Mm -hmm. You'll never hear back from them. So this GW trucking, that's, is that your business that you had for the longest? Yeah, that's that's the um yeah, that's the business. I had it for about uh 16 years. Six, no, um yeah, 16 years. I had GNW 16 March make actually March make 17 years I had GNW trucking. Okay. So um, yeah, so what it started it started with uh just one dump truck. Um and pretty much most of the we've done um just pretty much hauling construction debris, any type of Anything you can fit in a dump truck, mulch, stone, asphalt, broken asphalt, broken concrete, sand, salt, all of the salt that you see when it's snow, we pretty much get the salt off the ships and stock it up inside of the salt domes. Um, okay. we done, we done, I've done jobs like uh, BWI airport runway. We laid the, af at the asphalt like that, shut the airport down for like over the weekend. And it'd be like a 48 hour process. The trucks be running and, and laying and paving the, um, the runway. Um, we also do pretty much North Avenue, the streets, uh, the curbs and gutters. Um, them like, uh, I know you see all of the houses that's being knocked down. You see a lot of the property, a lot of houses being yeah. knocked down in the city, a lot of yeah. the um, garden in the park and the lots. So most of those, most, a lot of those lots, we knock, we pretty, I'm doing, the, the hauling, hauling all of the bricks and everything away, then hauling dirt back in to fill back into the holes and they plant grass on top of it. So um, we've done jobs like the uh, parking garage down on Packer and Lemon Street. Even, I mean, we even done like um, the mall, like when they knocked down um, Owens Mill Mall. Um, okay. Hauling, hauling the debris away. Um, the per up down the... Um, the projects down on Ashgrove Street. Uh, what project? That's some. That's not yeah, some. Um, no, not Latrobe Flag. Flag. Yeah. So. Flag. Yeah. Yeah. Knock it, knocking. When whenever they knock it down, we haul it away. That whenever they they building, when, even schools like um, Calvin Calvin Elementary School. I had the contract for that pretty much. The the I pretty and I also do bulk aggregate sale. Like I sell the stone. Okay. So I, what I would do is I'll sell the stone, but let, but only if my truck and truck it. So I'll sell the stone and then I transport it and then charge for the trucking also. So wow, like um, the delivery, like kind of like a delivery free. Like I okay. Delivery. So that's 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 kind of how the trucking the um the trucking started. Um, and we what happened is. <clears throat> I actually started it in 2007, and then what happened right after that? 2008, 2009. That's when we came into the uh, the recession, if you remember. So mm -hmm. uh, I used that time because work became so slow, and I was new into the business. 
So I used that time to get my business certified. Um, they, there's a program called the um, Certified Minority Business Enterprise, MBEs. So I got certified. And what that do, that is, it's like a set aside. Um, that pretty much like is a percentage of um, every, any contract with public money that's spent with public money, that's like um, state, city, or government funds, right? Any, okay. any, 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 um, construction that's funded with public funds, a percentage of it has to go to a certified MBE firm. So what I did, I just used that to kind of give me leverage. So I had some contracts that I had, it was be built on personal relationships. But what I learned was some of these construction companies already have their relationships and they won't do business with you unless you, unless they have to. And with this program, dude, at least had say a, at least a percentage has to you can't just do the contract them, right. percentage of it have to, you have to do work a percentage of it you have to do business with a um, um certified mbe firm so i did that process like um maybe like 13 years ago um just to okay. kind of use that for leverage you know and okay. i was able to i was able to train, yeah yeah Yep. And I was able to train, train a lot of people, employ my friends and family. And I, and I, what I really like about it is, you know, coming from where we come from, just to give people hope and show people another way that you can make six figures and seven figures, you know? So that was, I, that, I really take a lot of pride in that because I helped a, a few people start their own business and, and, and give them hope and, 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 you know, to keep them, to show them like, look, you can turn away. You know, it's hard when you say, look, turn away from this lifestyle, but you got, sometimes you got to show somebody something. And it's no for them plan. To turn away and, and it's exactly. no plan or it's no, like a person feel, because a lot of times we get into different things and we get into different li lifestyles because our options are limited. But when you can kind of show somebody the way, just like I say, a good brother like you that is really open to sharing that knowledge, sharing that information and, you know, sharing your light and say, look, that's what I said. If I can do it, like, man, you can do it too. Like, right? but you have to put in that work. You have to put in that work and you definitely have to push through. So er, that's amazing. I, I said it at the beginning when you came on, I'm very proud of you. And I'm definitely going to have to holler at you because your friend, your sister right here, I ain't got six mm -hmm. or seven figures yet. So I got to holler at Gilliam and see yeah. how I can get up to that six and seven figures. I'm sure yeah. I can use my intellect and in one of them rooms to make it definitely happen. But what is also yeah. um, amazing about it, Eric, and I'm ready to bring up so we can talk about the third business that you have, the uh, community group, which is a mentoring and a life skills training where you work with children, well, youth and adults that basically, you know, inspire them and encourage them to live more productive lives and be more productive in society. And, and what's not miraculous is like, we've talked about the other businesses and in some way you're doing that in each one of them, you know, so it kind of makes sense that later on would come around to have this com this community group that actually is doing that part. Because even with the GW trucking, even with the defense 360, you're kind of, like you said, became like an advocate, which is a mentor, um, became like an advocate for certain stuff. You also, you know, encourage people, you inspire people. You just talked about that's what you like to do far as with, 
your trucking business. You talked about that's how you like to do it with your three defense 360 business. So how did you come to the point, even though you were already doing it, but why did you feel that it was actually necessary to develop a company that is essentially for that? Yeah, so uh as me, you know Tavon, Tavon and Bernard, we we um co we are co-founding it together. Okay. Um, the community. So this this would be another thing that we was kind of doing. Um wasn't officially, you know, it wasn't but what happened was like we started throwing a block party from the neighborhood that um before I before I moved before I moved out Essex where where we were, um the neighborhood that I grew up in, we were um going, we was doing a block party every year around school time, right? Okay. And we would get the whole neighborhood involved. And we would pretty much every it was like a every, you know, everybody was involved. Everybody helped out, cleaned the alleys, cleaned the streets, everybody helped out with um cooking. You know, we we bought the food. Um and the kids, you know, the kids was like something that they all looked forward to every year. We would give people like uh, we had little competitions, and we would we would reward everybody. We gave all the kids school supplies, mm-hmm. and we did it. It was almost just like a neighborhood block party, and 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 but we never we started seeing how people really depended on it, and that you know that they how important it was to everybody. And what let me see something was one day, and I'm like I think I was like 19. 19 or 20 yeah 19 right and mm-hmm. i remember uh, a, a buddy of mine who got killed his younger brother you know his younger brother ran up to me and um he looked at me and ran up to me he was trying to get a job and he asked me could i be a job reference and i'm trying to figure out life myself and I remember looking at it, and I, if that's the if I'm the best, you, I'm gonna get I'm gonna let you use me for a reference. But I said we we got problems if I'm the best candidate that you had for a job reference. Mm. And um, you know we just pretty pretty much became like we always been like the light of the community, right? But I never seen like that showed me like like the purpose, like why wow, they need us. They need us to make it so we can show other people the way and help them make it, right? Mm-hmm. So this was in 2002, right? So in 2002, you know, we a lot of people come to us when they come home from jail. A lot of kids come from come come to us for uh, when they trying to get a job. We we then gave people um, a week's worth of bus fare out of our pocket every time we get a, a situation. Me, Tavon, and Bernard are split it in three. You know, mm. me, Tavon, and Bernard would split it in three, right? Or I'll get Marvin. We didn't help so many people with resumes. We, you know, I we treat them to lunch, and give them, we we bought a bag of flash drives, and we did Marvin. I, my my uh, friend Marvin good at doing resumes. We go, we take them out to eat, and we and I and I let them and and I was training a lot of them, so I'm the first job reference. I'm giving people like I, you know we do snow removal for Baltimore City and Baltimore County with the trucking side. So yeah. some of these people never had a job and they needed a job reference. I might I gave a I gave a lot of them their first job and then I would be their first job reference for their resume, right? Mm. And so we did this for since 2002 we doing it for free. We giving people um and also we like a hub for resources like I know a lot of businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs and then um Kayvon have a relationship with a lot of other businesses where whenever people hiring, they come to us. Okay. Right. And so we were able to make these connections just off of 
it, it was purpose driven. And so yeah. finally, like three, four years ago, we just started, we started, we just brainstormed. We started counting up all of the money that we spent doing this. Mm. And it was, you know, we're like, man, we probably done spent like maybe like close to like twenty thousand dollars over like and then Tavon was working for a nonprofit. And when he left the nonprofit, the funders wanted to leave, wanted to follow him because they was using him to speak at the White House. You know, he he was speaking at the White House representing this this company. And when he left, it was like it it was different from somebody that just went to school to learn all of the social work skills and things like that. But what happened, it, it, it take on a different texture when he's speaking about it. And when he said, you know what, the funders approached me, I think this is the time we need to um, we need to start the community group officially. And so mm. that's what we did four years Ain't ago. Ain't that something, that. how your experiences in life can actually give you or present the experience for you to have the experience? Isn't Absolutely. that Absolutely. Isn't that something? So that's why I always say, and far as like, you know, my message tonight on a topic of push through and why I'm so grateful that Art came through to let you know all of the pushing through that he had to do, because that's exactly it. Because sometimes, you know, things take time. We are guilty of that, too, when things don't go according to our plan and how we wanted to happen or you know something doesn't happen and in this time frame you know we start to doubt ourselves start to get discouraged we get unmotivated you know and even with having regular jobs um you know people get complacent or whatever because i always tell people look if you need a job it definitely can bless you for you you know get some profit inside of your pockets but at the same time if only your own business and being an entrepreneur has always been your goal you got to push through you got to take things you got to work on it for it to come to fruition it's not going to happen overnight and if it doesn't happen overnight do not let that stop you you got to continue to push through yes you do so look y'all see the man right here i didn't bring him on here and you better live on the living it segment because art gilliam is definitely living it alongside him and some of his other business partners um their names that he shared with you and just having those connections and being a slew of resources and all of that good stuff so Irk, before you get up off of here you know i would love for you if you wanted to to stay on here at nine but i mm -hmm. know that you are busy i know you took your time out thursday's not being the best day for you um so you really did you really did push through and come through on this show to join me tonight i'm always going to be grateful and appreciate you. You know, I had nothing for love for you since we've been yeah. kids. I never remember an issue that me and my brother you all, Earth you always been for me too. You always <laughs> yeah, me and my buddy Earth my good brother had not one. You. you know how you you know how you know and you could think back like, oh yeah, we was fussing or like it was us. But no, when I think about Earth, the memories that we had, it is all last, it's all good. One of my very fondest ones is attending your wedding. Um, you know, and I know at that time we hadn't spoken for well over a decade. I know we hadn't, um, but I just was so on it when I received, I don't even know you got my address, I think from cousin or whatever. But when I seen that invitation in the mail and I definitely made sure 
uh, that I came through. So before you get over here, I know it's a lot of information and contact information and share mm -hmm. that had three businesses, but I want to make sure that if people are seeking these services, if they want to know more about the services or just, you know, to get some information now, like I told you, our, is everything legit now? Everything legit now. Mm -hmm. So he still is sharing knowledge, um, sharing information. But if you want the services, it is a fee. So uh, tell him how to get up with you. Um, the G is it one contact? I know for the GW trucking, it was GW uh, trucking corp at yahoo.com. Um, that yep. was the email for that. Yep. I did share the IG as well. How would they contact you? So that GNW trucking is for all your hauling needs. Um, he did mention other things he does with that snow removal, uh, paving. He said a whole bunch. He's selling stone, all that type of stuff. So mm -hmm. if you are in need of those services, um, or no, or need of more information about it, you definitely can email her. Uh, get up with him. Uh, give him the information for the Defense 360. Yeah, Defense 360. That's, that's um, mydefense360.com. And uh, the number is 443-764-9030. Okay. Y'all heard yeah, that? 443-764-3030. Mydefense360.com is that email. You also can reach out to them on IG about that. And they are at Defense360MD, correct? That's your IG um, account yep. for the Defense360 and the community group, the mentoring, um, the and the life skills training. How they reach you for that? The community group, you can contact Bernard. Bernard, that number is 443-414-4725. Bernard Haynes. And okay. you can contact him. So um, make sure you get up with Mr. Haynes or you are interested in or looking for a young man or a young woman. Do you specify are you just working or you just work with? Yeah, well, the, um, our kids, most of the kids, they have IEPs. We work with kids okay. that have IEPs. Yeah. Okay. Um, and far as with the adults, do you have to have a certain? No, the adult, the adult side, we don't really have um, a, a official program for the adult side right now. Okay. Right now, we just working with the adults, the parents of the kids that's in our program. That's okay. the adults that we that we work with. And they need it. So you hear that if your child has an IEP, which is the individualized educational plan, and they are needing additional services, even though we know they get services and supports in the school system um, for that educational piece. And I guess also to address whatever the behaviors or whatever may be outlined in the IEP. But this can be additional support. And then, you know, when a kid is going through a whole bunch look. The, Eric shared his story, you know, sharing his story and just being a kid growing up in Baltimore City, getting in some trouble himself. And a lot of times, you know, it just so happens that that is what happens to a lot of these kids out here. Not that they're bad kids, not that they don't want to do better, but they don't have different. They don't have opportunities and they don't get the opportunity a lot of times to receive these services and to be understood or just don't have anybody giving them the information because that's a very sad thing in the reality now today in this world that the future doesn't have a lot to look up to. You know, all of the negativity 
aspects is always the things that are popularized that's always was looked at as slick so when you have brothers like art gilliam uh people like me whoever that work and you know we inspire to inspire others and, and you know that we we really love to do that because we know you know what i'm saying we know what it consists of and we know um how it is not to have nobody and nobody telling you you know we i had good parents or you know i my mom was good her mom was good you know and everything for taking care of us but in understanding us you know what i'm saying as children you know and all, and all, a lot of times my mother would question you know why you did and it wasn't any particular reason but for what Eric said look i just was living trying to survive <laughs> do different stuff and Eric brought up the fighting and Eric, you know i used to mess with nobody they used to be messing <laughs> with me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know, I know I can count on you to have my back on anything. That's right. And they used to give me the bad rap and try to say, I seen somebody not too long ago from Essex and was like, yeah, when we was young, you was a bully. I was like a bully. And look, even at my old age, right, I was thinking in my head, God forgive me. I was like, I want to bully you right now. But I never thought of myself as any bully. I never thought of myself as a bully because I've never messed with nobody. I just took up for myself. I just took up for myself. Right. I just was little. I was short. You know, all us was little. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all us was little, but we had mighty spirits. And I was short. I wasn't this thick, but I was always thick. But I was short. <laughs> I was about 4'11". I tell people that all the time. Like, I didn't really get any height to me until I got pregnant and had children. But I was like 4'11". I wasn't even five feet. But guess what? I won't let nobody hit me. And if you was my friend and I loved you, people knew. I don't care. You, it'd be your father, your mother, your grandmother, whoever coming on here and they fighting my brother or my sister. It's on. And we won't get it. And it can only be two or three of us. And it'd be 15 and we're going to get beat up together. <laughs> That's just Absolutely. how I used to carry it. So make sure y'all holler at um, earth for whatever the services you need because guess what he got the business he got the business is let me, right let me there give you the website i want to give you okay. the website for the community group the community group is www.communitygroupinc.org okay that's the, that's, the, that's the website for it Okay, so that's the website, you guys. In addition to the phone number and to reach out to Mr. Bernard, right? Was it Bernard? Bernard, yeah, Bernard Haynes. Bernard Haynes. Bernard Haynes. That's a strong name, Bernard Haynes. I like it. Um, but uh, I know you gotta go. I know you stayed uh, on here with me <laughs> as long as you could, and it was a good while. We had a good time. You shared some good information, and it was good to reminisce, go down memory lane with you for a little bit. But it also and definitely was a pleasure to know my friend, my brother, is living it. And when I say living it, you definitely living it, Art. Thank you so much for coming through to share with us tonight. You know, you always welcome. You know, we, we're okay. family already, but I tell people that uh, once you come on the first time, I hope you got your little toes, your fingers and all that wet. Look, you can run three businesses. You can always feel comfortable to come back to the You Better Live because I know you might have been a little nervous. Uh, coming through here, but you did great. You shared all the information that needed to be shared, and I surely hope that 
someone reaches out to you. Not that you needed any promotion from me because you've been doing your thing already, but it was awesome and it was great. And I know you not only came through to share your light and the love about your businesses and what you got going on, but also the love you have for me. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Earth. You what time? What time is this over? You better leave Earth. That's gone out here, y'all. That's it. That's it. We know what it is, and we know what it gives. But it's more what than time, life than time. So yeah, you better leave. What's that, Earth? What time is this? Uh, is this over? Um, at nine. Okay. Okay. At nine, yeah, I run seven yeah. through nine every Thursday. Look, I'm ready to give me a run. Seven and nine every Thursday. Time do go fast. It go to flying. You probably don't even feel like it, but we've been on here almost an hour. Mm -hmm. Almost an hour just talking, sharing information. So, yeah, it was a great time. But I know you got to go. I know right, you gotta go, you. so I'm not gonna hold you, you anymore. But make sure right, Eric, when you you're not coming through to be a guest, make sure. You check your sister out here. God loves you. God bless you. I love you, Earth, and you better live. Right, See you next you. time. Right. All right. <laughs> yes. My good brother. Came through and gave y'all the business. All of that good word. I'm telling you on how to push through. Look, he didn't even know he was coming through to embellish my message tonight. Y'all heard him? Give y'all his story, give y'all his life, letting y'all know. Look, so it's not um, impossible. Look, we're older now, but look, the troubles started back when he was a teenager, but trouble does not last always. And there also is going to be some bumps in the road. It's going to be some bumps in the road. Some things may stall. Some things not, not be officially all the way through and what you want to do, but don't stop. Push through and as long as you continue to push through then one day is going to be a reality one day it's going to be a reality i believe in you and you got to believe in you too you better live you better live look i'm giving that encouragement and that message sending it to myself that's why because i am one of the biggest procrastinators and it's not intentional i wouldn't even know if i'm calling it procrastination i just think that sometimes i get um, I get sidetracked a lot, you know, I be wanting to do my own thing, but then I'm also caring as well. So now I reach out to people, you know, I know so many people with different businesses and different with it. And I am the helper. Yes. They call me the helper leader. I love to help, help, help anybody, but I know that that is in my destiny to officially have something myself that I am running. So look, this is a start. You better live, you know. I mean, this is my only thing as I come through on his platform of Be Exposed Radio. And I'm just so grateful of Be Exposed giving me that opportunity. But this You Better Live right here, it's going to continue to flourish. And I got to tell people, I got a show, but don't watch me. Watch God. Remember, I, I told you, I told you. I spoke it into existence. So let's get back to some of our what in the what's and now what in the worlds before we got to get up on here because like i told you we don't have long time be definitely flying and the times is trying okay i ain't got on my single voice tonight i left that in the closet when i was bringing up my whole little setup um but the next thing that i want to dis discuss i'm going to leave trump for last excuse me 
Um, but I was starting to bring up before I brought my guest on, Mr. Gilliam, was about um, this town hall. Yes, you know, here in the city of Baltimore, Maryland, we do have our mayor um, elections that's ready to come up. When is it? Next year? Next year. So that position will be up for, I'm not even going to say be up for them, but guess what? We're going to have to vote and say who we want to be our mayor. So this recent town hall that was held by Fox 45 News was focused on a city in crisis. Yes, different topics that they discussed were those, um, the gun violence, the cars theft, uh, the youth committing crime uh, just rapidly and I guess basically not having any type of consequences or not being deemed eligible to receive the consequences because of their ages. So I'm bringing it up tonight just to say this, um, those that were in, I mean, in attendance, just to make some mentions, were Sheila Dixon, of course, because she's trying to be mayor again. Um, next year. So she's going to be everywhere sharing her message and what her plans are. Um, so it's only right that she is using every opportunity she can to get out into the community. I mean, here in Baltimore, we know who Sheila Dixon is. Yes, we do. Um, we know about her situation when they tried to blackball my girl, right? <laughs> Blackballer and everything. We know about that, but we also know where we were starting to know exactly what Sheila Dixon plans are. And quite frankly, when she announced that she is running for mayor again, because she has ran previously before and was not a victory for her. But basically she said she can no longer just sit here in a city that she loves and see nothing happening. So I think that says a lot about her, even knowing that she has this negative um, stuff that was put out about her and fraud stuff. Y'all know with the gift cards and everything. Um, that's even here now because it's gone and she here now basically saying how she wants the difference and is acknowledging how her past transgressions may have changed people's opinions or, you know, her likeness for her. But Sheila Dixon was in attendance in this town hall. Also Clyde Boatwright, who is the FOB president. I think that's a paternal order of police. Um, I know he was doing a lot closely with the school police, trying to get them the rights to be able to carry on the school property. So maybe in that position as the FOP, that's basically what he do as the president. I know he was there. I know him too from the community. Um, when we little, not personally, personally, I'm trying to think, but yeah, I know him. He was from my, my, my hood, my hood, East Baltimore. And then I'm also in attendance with Chief Judge, um, other circuit court, Miss Wanda Hurd. So while these three were in attendance, and I think some other ones, but the topic again was a city in crisis. They were talking about a different, uh, a magnitude of things that they feel now is plaguing our city here in Baltimore. Um, but what has been being mentioned is because our current mayor, Brandon Scott, was not in attendance. So even though these three were in attendance and probably some others to the discusser and stuff, people did what was sharing. They're just being displeased that a mayor in the midst of all of this, of what they think is a city in crisis, did not attend to discuss or give his opinion on the matters that were bringing, being brought up in this 
town hall. And my opinion is that, right, I, I can get why people would think Brandon Scott needs to be there because he's the current mayor. But in my opinion, it's like, what haven't y'all heard him say about all of this stuff <laughs> that they're going to bring up in the town hall or city in crisis? And I think what would have happened if he did attend, that it would have turned into more of a questioning him versus it being a discussion on the questions that you know were being raised or what these attendance feelings were on you know on what they were bringing up so i mean what else he want to say these very things that they were talking about at the town hall he said this several times you know someone's always trying to catch up um a reporter while he's walking on the street he has to respond to these things every day every time well damn near every day every time something happens um so i'm sure or we get some type of idea how he already feels about this crime uh one of the things that i i can agree to will sheila dixon is that i've heard him say her say what was always my thought is that in a city that is played with crime and a lot of it is not uncommon in a city like ours, you know what I'm saying? That um, the population is is faced with a lot of po poverty. Uh, what I was talking about were uh, not a lot of opportunities, not a lot of businesses, you know, just not a lot of positivity and things like that being shared. So what I did agree with what Sheila Dixon was saying when she said that, let's stop playing this number game. Now, and I'm not quoting her, but I know in one of her comments, that's basically the point that she was trying to make. Like, what does it matter if homicide is down such and such a sense, but then people are still getting killed, people still, or you only going on the percentages and you're saying, well, let's stop looking at this or let's stop trying to combat this or do something in regards to this because that can always be the defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, while they down, we're not going to talk about that. They are down. They're dirty something. Like, yeah, let's stop playing these people, these number games, because these are people's lives. And I know that data is relevant. I understand why they take data and different things to see what areas that they need, you know, to work on, which ones need the most attention and everything else like that. But just being kind of in that circle like working with you working with the department of juvenile justice working with an entity that was outside of that munzee building that's what just always used to frustrate me because a lot of times the goal of these different services or whatever that the city is trying to provide whether it be through the police department whether it be through different nonprofit organizations that they go to to assist in their efforts to combat crime homelessness or whatever the case somewhere along the line they lose sight of the actual goal and focus more on the numbers so you can be in the midst of it and you know shit not working or the way people doing it is not the right way. But as long as those numbers right, they're going to continue to praise themselves. They're going to continue to praise whatever office who over, over top of it, directing it and everything. So it's kind of like, you know how you go to a job and people tell you, 
We want to know. Every employer says that, right? We want to know what you feel. We want to know what's wrong with what we can do better. But no, they don't. Because <laughs> it's basically is the template there. And then if the template is working, they just learn about the numbers. They just learn about the numbers. But we are talking about real people. Not that numbers don't include the real people that it's happening to. But I hope y'all get what I'm trying to say when I say that. And in my opinion, I'm glad that Ms. Sheila Dixon, Mr. Boatwright, and Ms. Wanda Heard could attend. You know, they were good people definitely to speak on uh, these different issues when you talk about in the city of crisis. That, that was a different variety of people, right, from different backgrounds that one dealing in the court system, one in community service who has been the mayor before, um, prior to being a mayor, already was serving the community through different organizations that ran by the city, um, Sheila Dixon, and even after, because I know even when she wasn't a mayor, I've seen her at several community events still trying to be a part of efforts and stuff like that to help and support the community. And then, of course, the chief judge um, from the circuit court, Rhonda Hurd, who is right in the midst of the legal stuff and the seeing what's going on and everyone's talking about the youth laws and they're, they're not right and they're not correct and everything like that. So they definitely had a diverse, a diverse lineup up on that panel. But I don't agree with certain stuff that I've been hearing people say on social media that Brandon Scott should have been there. It would have been okay if he could attend, but I don't look at him no differently because he did not. Now, I don't know if he's going to be mayor up in there. Now, Brandon, you know it's next year. He has been out in the community and, and different things of that nature, but brother, you ain't just start showing up at some of these things, whether you want to not. Again, I don't think this one was the right one. I don't think this one was the right one because I don't think all of the information that was shared during this town home or all of the different people's opinions that, you know, that was shared on that panel and in the room and people asking their questions to these people. I don't think all that would have happened if Brandon Scott was there because the city in crisis and they're talking about everything that he said that he was addressing during his rain right as our mayor they would have found a way to kind of turn it into like the mayoral debate i i seen it i seen it before it happened so when i when i seen that he didn't attend i was like yeah i probably wouldn't have went either if i was brandon i told y'all i'd be trying to put myself in people's shoes okay so mr brandon scott look push through i don't feel no type of way that you didn't go i'm sure he watched it because it was televised uh, and everything else like that. I didn't. I'm not a big TV person. I need to get back to being a big TV person. I be on this phone. I watch it. Not that I don't watch TV shows, but I watch a lot of it on this phone and stuff. So yeah, um, just wanted to make a quick mention of that. Also, another what in the world going on here in Baltimore, Maryland. A 16-year-old was just arrested up by Woodlawn, by the Woodlawn Library Branch um, to be exact. Of course, they're not showing, sharing the 16-year-old's name because he is a minor. But what was interesting to me is that this one is recent, right? This just happened, I think, yesterday, but not even six weeks ago. It was another team alleging with this family of the 16-year-old is alleging. It was a 15-year-old that was alleging that excessive force was used by these police. 
And Bob Woodlawn, Bob the library. I think one, the 15-year-old back in September, I think was arrested in the library. And this 16-year-old was actually like arrested outside the library. Uh, what they're saying is that they were traveling to school, I guess going to Woodlawn High School. One of his friends was driving and actually got into like a little fender bender or something else. I don't know with the police or with someone else, but it definitely brought the police to the scene where they had to have some type of interaction. In the midst of the interaction, because this young man who was 16 years old was not actually one driving, but he was in the vehicle. So I'm thinking that something was already going on where he felt, nah, I need to start recording this. So while his friend is being questioned or whatever by the police, he began to record. And the police did not appear to be happy. So now he is being charged, I think, with this early conduct and all this other stuff. But him recording, he was already recording the incident. And then someone else started recording when the police began to interact with him more, right? Kind of like aggressively. They threw this young man into a headlock. You can hear this young man screaming, call my father, bro. Call my father. Then you see another officer in front of him kind of like give him a couple of blows right give him a couple of blows i seen his father was speaking about it today the father mr algeron carter mr carter was speaking on it and he just was saying that yes it definitely was a sense of force i even heard him say what happened to pepper spray he felt that it the situation indeed could have been handled better now i have seen the video I thought that it went viral. I don't know viral. What's viral? What it has to have a million views to be viral? Is it a million? What, how many views does it have to have? Moni, do you know? Ain't that a mess? <laughs> I was supposed to be a content creator. I don't know because I ain't went viral yet, right? But I was standing there. What was your question? I said, do you know how many views something has to have before you go viral or they consider it viral? I think it's a thousand plus. Oh, a thousand plus. So mm -hmm. yeah, well, this video that did go viral because it's definitely well over a thousand. I think it's up in like the double thousand, like twenty-two something thousand. I'm sure more now because I went searching it up uh, when I heard about it, and I'm sure many others did. But this young man, you can see him being detained. Um, the police wrestling with him again. I don't think that he was trying to re resist arrest. But I would be scared too. Someone grab my neck. They they hold me. I'm hold on. What's going on? And again, it's all saying from a man fender bender. Him trying to record the incident, and then the next thing you know, he's being grabbed. So one of the charges was this only contract. They said that he was trying to in interfere with an investigation. The typical stuff that you always hear, right? So in the typical stuff we always hear uh, about what happened at the situation but then it's always something else now i don't know if these police had on body cameras because the video that went viral was actually one from a cell phone footage showing the fact so again it's out there it went viral the family is a legend excessive force and now the department is being investigated and investigated again like short of six weeks prior of them just having an investigation for doing the same thing to another young man that was 15 years old. Same area. So these are the same police. So what you think?
were they being excessive or not? I bet you my ass they was. Well, I ain't gonna bet you my ass. <laughs> excuse me and excuse my language and my French, but I bet you that indeed they did use assassin force. Come on now. I'm a woman. Come on. I didn't have interaction with police where I felt like they used assassin force with me, not as an adult woman, thank God but certainly as a teenager. And this is this, again, the typical behavior of what these police in our community here in Baltimore City feel like they can get away with. And now that we have all this information coming out about all of this crime that the youth are committing and different things, I really believe that situations like this happen and they think people are just going to turn a blind eye to it because, hey, I'm the police and I'm handling these kids. Y'all know these kids are out of line. But at the same time, deal with them. Of course, you, you wasn't approaching this young man or anything because, one, he had a gun or he was committing a violent crime or anything else like that. So I don't know what happened that what led up to it, but these police had to do a better job and train it on de-escalation. Not for the suspect or whoever they come into contact, but for themselves. Like, seriously, it's like the earth. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't ask any questions. If you ask the police any questions, a lot of times they get offended. That's what I said. It's that part right there. That's where the training needs to be. And that part It is starting to identify that you are hiring psychos to be your police officers. Yes. The fact that you can't ask the people that are there to serve you, the public, the ones that pay taxes, the reason why your paychecks are being cut, that they can't right. ask you questions in the midst of you acting as a... <clears throat> the problem is is that we keep considering them and we keep giving them the prior, the the, the fact of being authorities. Mm. Word right there, authorities, Right. Because you're not my authority. And they feel like you, you undermining the authority, you have, baby. You have powers of authority, but you're not my authority. You're not over me. And that's the sense that they get. They give that sense, and that's the sense that they act on, that they're above the citizens, that they're above yeah. the citizens, that you have to respect them versus them respecting you. They and certainly do. And that is a complete they problem. because certainly we need to- Marnie, right on. You hit that right on the head. It definitely is a lot of that. I mean, even to the fact that they don't even treat people as if they are serving them, if if they're protective. We we as a society need to change that perspective. It's not them that's going to change it. They can't change Mm. their own perspective. We have to force that change upon them. You don't serve. We don't serve you. You serve us. We hmm. enlist you, not as and an authority. And they might beat you up and you say that. <laughs> not, not, but we don't enlist you as an authority. We enlist you as a protection agency, that you are here to protect us against criminals. But you first have to uh, treat that criminal, that suspected criminal, because that's the word that's missing. These people are suspected criminals because you as police officers are not judge and jury. Right. Everything that you're doing is before the prosecution happens. Right. Now you have to respect the assailant as a citizen first. And that's just not happening. And it requires except it it requires force, then that's different. But if they're asking you questions in the line of you commit or you in the line of you doing an investigation, then you need to be upfront and ready to answer those questions in that moment. 
yeah. and not try to make yourself their authority because that's the problem. You're not our authority. You work at the mm. power of us. Mm. And if I'm asking yeah. you why you're pulling me over, you should be upfront and honest with me, not trying to negate and hold things back from me because you're completing it. You're doing an investigation. No, the question needs to be answered. Why are you pulling me over? Why right. are you trying to make me get out of the car? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to search my vehicle? What is the point of you doing that? Because you're trying to make it seem like I'm a criminal before you even knew what was going on. Oh my goodness, money. Yes. I remember one time I got pulled over. The police asked me, where you live? I said, it's going to be on my license because you're going to look at my license. Like, why are you asking me all these additional questions? Just run it. He come and asked me, is you renting or you buying? I'm like, wow. That's none of your business. That's none of the concern. Right. Because like, I'm a police, I can answer all the questions. Well, I'm not going to answer that question. Don't use that as a tactic to open up conversation. We don't want to have yes. that kind of dialogue with you because of your experience. You have right. that option of changing that by coming to the car friendly first. You could have done right. that, which would have opened me up to have a more dialogue with you. And, and I always say that. Head, and I always say that because a lot of times it's already on your gun. We already in a volatile situation. Right. We already feel some type of way. And, right. and that's right. I said that before that it's their approach. A lot of times they approach me off the way they talk to people. They they curse at you. I didn't see people getting arrested and they be pulling down raining. It's no reason to lace somebody on the ground once you already have them on the gun. They it's just, that's you know, like how you said, it's like an authority. They do a lot of things that demean people and dehumanize people. It, that's one of the most disrespectful things that you could ever do to me is to pull me out of my vehicle and make me sit on the ground. No, I have a perfectly cushioned seat that I paid thousands of dollars for that you could have left me in. Or you could have put me in the squad car where I don't have to sit on the ground. I'm not a slave. I'm not homeless. I don't need to sit on no ground. I bought fucking chairs in here. A lot of them. Damn. Look, and there's even a chair in the back. You know, I used to keep a chair in the back of my truck. I could pull that out and sit on that, but you will not. Wait a minute. And then what gets me, and then, and then what gets me is that it seems like how we were talking about the approach and everything. Like, they agitate you and all that. They get frustrated when you ask questions. And then they come off at you wrong. And then when you give a little bit attitude back, not not assaulting them or anything else like that, but you talking, you know, you giving what you got to say. They act like you in the wrong. And if you don't have or, the right to be angry about being pulled out of your vehicle, yes, you have they, that right, and you can actually say anything you want to. The police, that's what the right says, yeah, right. I've been in situations where I didn't got in the police. I'm outside talking to people. Um, my stepfather got arrested before because, because the police, really we outside talking, he cussing, the police right. told him he can't cuss. Because the word, the word is the First Amendment right, right? So that's why, so why in, the, um, in their reading of you, you, of your rights, that's why they start off with, you have a right to remain silent, but you don't have to remain silent. Right, and I can but say anything the, you you, but anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. So you don't have to be quiet. Right. You don't have to be cordial. You don't have mm. to be nice. You can be explicit and vulgar as you want to, because you don't have, you are, have the right to remain silent. But you don't have to remain silent mm. because First Amendment says I can say whatever the fuck I want. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to lead me right into something else because I only got four minutes left. But yes, Excuse keep your me, eyes, your ears, <laughs> and your heart open. Do I got three minutes or we overtime? You overtime. Oh, no, I'm overtime. What in the world? 
But it's all right. It just gives me something to bring back and already have something on my agenda to talk about you to you. I say talk about you. No, I want to talk about it with you next Thursday. So, you know, I come through here next Thursday, like every Thursday, God willing, I'm going to be here letting you know and encouraging you always to just live more love, more life. Let's live, family. I'm going to be about it here. So the things I did not get to bring up, I guess I'll talk about it next week. All right, Monty. Take me on out of here. You know what it is and you know what it gives. It's more than like to die. So yeah, you better live. God loves you. God bless you. See you next week.